Welcome to the Connected Families Podcast, your listening guide to parenting with peace and connection. I'm Stacey Bellward, here with co-founder of Connected Families, Jim Jackson. Welcome everyone to the Connected Families Podcast. I'm Stacy Bellward here with Jim. Welcome, Jim. Hey, it's good to be here, Stacy. It is. We are in our 10-part series yeah. on what should I do when. The question for today is what should I do when my child says they hate me. Which of our staff is going to join us today to help right? us? We're going to have your wife, Lynn. I like having Lynn on the show a lot. I do too. She yeah. has so much wisdom and her background as an occupational therapist yeah. and her hours and hours of one-on-one coaching with people every single week brings yep. a wealth of information to our whole yeah, organization, but these podcasts. And yeah. so we're really glad to welcome Lynn Jackson. Welcome, hey, Lynn. good to be here. We're glad you're here. This is kind of an emotional topic that we're going to cover today. Yes. Mm. What should I do when my child says they hate me? Yeah. That's hard. Those are very hard words They're to very hear. very hard words. Is it just, I hate you? Or is it generally just these harsh, horrible, how could my child say this to me sorts of phrases, right? Right. I mean, my child hasn't said that to me. I know many children do to parents, yeah. right? But maybe their eyes sometimes say that uh, they would yeah. like to say <laughs> those words. <laughs> yeah. But we like to start each episode with the quick response. Now, what would you say is the quick response to this question? What should I do when my child says they hate me? Well, the first is to get perspective. And here mm-hmm. I'm going to quote my wise husband. And he <laughs> says, when your child says they hate you, they're doing the best they can to tell you something else. So what is it? Well, the, and there's, so that's my question right now. Like if they're not telling me they hate me, which as a parent, when I hear that, my first response is is emotional. It's how dare they. They have no idea yeah. what I've put into their lives. Like Stacy, when, when kids do mean-spirited sorts of things, what's what's our initial reaction? What do we think to ourselves? Yeah, I just feel so upset, right? Because my whole life, I'm orienting around you. Yeah. I spend my money on you and my time on you and my thoughts on you. And don't you see? Yeah. But you're saying... That there's stuff going on on the surface that's yeah. coming out with big, so, powerful so words. So if, if the mm. children could use words to say the something else's that is behind that, what kind of words would they say? They might be saying, you really hurt my feelings and I want to hurt yours back so oh. it doesn't hurt me so mm. much right now. <laughs> I felt a twinge of conviction just mm-hmm. there. <laughs> <laughs> right. They might be saying, I'm feeling so ashamed. So one mom of a little kindergarten age, kindergarten, first grade, um, her son was starting to say, I hate you. I hate you. And she recognized that what he was saying was, I'm feeling so ashamed because my younger brother is dry through the night and you celebrate that every morning and I think you love him more than me. Wow. And when she got to the, when she figured that out, because I asked her, well, yeah. so what's going on? What might he be feeling really discouraged about? Uh-huh. Oh, that was it. And when she just talked to him with empathy about that and how much she loved him yeah. and he'd get there and all yeah. those things, that I hate you, stop. So how did she get to a place of, of seeing that something else beneath the I hate you? But simple question of just what are they trying to say mm-hmm. under the surface? There was a dad who I was coaching, and and his son was uh, saying, why don't we send our sister back? Because they had adopted a, a child about his age. Mm-hmm. Why don't, I want you to send her back. Mm-hmm. I don't want her in our family anymore. So mm-hmm. what's the natural response? I mean, that's a horrible, harsh thing to say. Yeah. We can't do that. We love her. Right. So he didn't stop to look at what the son was really saying. 
I feel like I've lost my place in the family. Mm. I feel like my older sister just wants to focus on her, not me. Mm -hmm. I feel left out. I feel misunderstood. I'm so hurting. And what he got was, in his mind, we love her more than you because I'm not even going to yeah. pay attention to what's going on with you. Well, and so there's an interesting thing, isn't there? Because I, you know, I remember myself as a dad when kids would say this sort of thing, saying, "Well, you shouldn't feel that way. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't think that way. That's right. wrong." Right. And so what I'm telling them is that thing that's underneath, that something else that you're feeling, is wrong. And yet, is it valid to feel? displaced when you mm -hmm. add a sibling to the fa is that wrong no it's not wrong so right. then so then what mom and dad are saying right is your feelings are invalid the way that you think so stop talking to me that way doesn't mean stop talking to me that way it means something else right it means stuff whatever you're feeling and don't talk about it mm. and it's not important right what's what's troubling you is not important to me and i don't want to bother to find it out so this can be heavy stuff it yeah, can be can. heavy stuff yeah there was a mom of, and we've written a blog post on this. It's a really a good tip. A mom just said, 18 years later, I want to share the impact of this. Or 15 years later, I want to share the impact of this defining moment. And her son, they were just having a rough morning. And he finally said to her, Mommy, I'm going to kill you. So he's like four years old. And she's okay. like horrified and yeah. ready to just really fight back with him. But she stopped and she said, she took a breath and she said, I can see that you're very, very angry. And he just threw himself into her arms and started sobbing. Yeah. Because she was putting words to what was really going on at the surface, which was he was just really angry. He validated that he was feeling so upset. Mm -hmm. And in that, he felt accepted and loved and safe. Yeah. So when we say these things like, you don't mean that or you don't talk to that way or don't talk to me that way, it's because we're feeling hurt and powerless on the inside. Yeah. And we're doing what we can to feel powerful when our child is doing the exact same thing. They're feeling hurt and discouraging on the inside and saying whatever they can to feel powerful. So it sounds like an awful lot of the time when children say the words, I hate you, or I want to kill you, or I wish you were never born, or whatever, you know, these mean-spirited things they say, it sounds like what the something else is that they're saying as a first guess, might be, I'm really angry. I'm really angry. I feel powerless. I feel like I don't have a voice. So I'm going to use this really big, mean voice. I, I want someone else to feel connected with me in these upset feelings. There's some really interesting research about monkeys that was done decades ago when the, the rules were a little less stringent. And they would put a monkey in a cage and test their cortisol levels before and then immediately after, when the cage was just rattled like crazy, and the cortisol levels, the stress levels just shot sky high, then they introduced a second monkey into the cage and rattled it, and um, then measured the levels of the first monkey. And you might think that would make it even worse, but the levels were half of what they were when the monkey was alone mm. under all that stress. And so... Uh, really what you can conclude is when your child feels like their cage is rattled, life is out of control, they've been hurt, they've discouraged or whatever, and they're all alone, they want you in the cage with them. And the best <laughs> way to it's do that... It's not where that, I thought you were going with that. <laughs> the best way to do that is say something really hurtful, and now you're both sharing really yeah. upset feelings, and there's a bond in that. Yeah. 
<laughs> There's a bond in the upset arguing. I've got your full attention. Your eyes are right locked onto me. We yep. are both upset. Yep. And where there's some unity wow. and bonding in that. And you're not saying this is a good thing. No, right. no. We'd much rather uh, encourage you to have the bonding be a healthy bonding of right. I can see how upset you are. Or I can see, you, I wonder if you're really hurt. One mom whose son had just been really disrespectful to her was about to give him a, you know, sit him down and talk this through and what's going on here. And she felt like the Holy Spirit prompted her and she asked this question. So have I, I, I see you're struggling with respect recently. Have I been disrespectful to you? Oh. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. And he started to pour out all the hurt. And they, she had to humble herself, or she chose to humble herself. And they reconciled. Then she was able to, you know, encourage him yeah. as he shared his heart. And the disrespect issue just disappeared. So good. What I'm hearing, the big word that's flashing is empathy. Mm -hmm. It's empathy. Yeah. It's understanding what is going on in my child, the, you know, the underlying issues. Right. Can we get back to this question about how to help equip parents to help their kids have a voice about the something else, put words to the something else? Absolutely. And that's why, you know, at Connected Families, we're always talking about it. Make sure your child feels safe and loved. But then that's the starting place to help them feel capable and responsible of verbalizing the tough stuff in them in a more helpful, respectful way. I'm going to continue with the example of this mom who wrote the the blog post when her son said, Mommy, I'm going to kill you. She said, after a few moments, we began to talk about hurt feelings and hurtful words and actions. We talked about better ways to express anger and frustration. And most importantly, and most tenderly, we talked about forgiveness. Mm. So they really processed an, a, a better way to connect and and be understood for the big, hard, hurtful things inside so, of so them. So what was the different thing that the mom did right on the heels of those hurtful statements to lead her down that new path? Well, she had said, you know, she verbalized, you are so, so angry right now. Mm -hmm. And then that was enough to, for him to just connect with her and hug her and start to sob. So she put words in his mouth yep. really right, right in the moment. Yep. Mm. And if you kind of can figure out what's going on with your child, that's another way to do it. It's just, I wonder if you're just really, really upset about how mm -hmm. things are going for you at school these yeah. days. Is that part of this issue? Because I really want to understand. Yeah. You're usually a pretty respectful kiddo and you're upset right now. So let's see if we can figure out what's going on under the surface. Yeah. So uh, I, I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. And I like how that feels even trying to step into the shoes of a child a little bit. Like when a parent can put words to something that I don't know how to put words to. But I also know sometimes, right, like kids will hear words like that and just go, I, I don't know. And they still don't know. Mm -hmm. And they still don't feel understood. Uh, they still feel ashamed or whatever. Are there Are there little pieces to add to what you've just said that might help a parent then? giving the child time to fully calm down and just say, you know, those were some big, intense words. Before you get on with life and start to do other relationships, let's talk this through again and see if we can figure out a more respectful way to word what you were trying to say. Mm -hmm. And maybe just a little calm down time will give us both some insight. We can ask the Lord to help us figure out what's going on here. And how old is a child when you can start having that kind of conversation and make it be that cognitive with them, usually? Well, Abigail's son was four, 
Uh, four years old. Yeah. Wow. A, an articulate three-year-old or a four-year-old can go, whoa, you have big feelings. What's that about? Yeah. You know, or a teenager is like, wow, seems like there's something on the surface here. I'd, I'd really like to understand. So that's younger than I than I Me was too. expecting you to say. Help us with that just a little bit. Like, like, because uh, we've been sort of taught and trained that it's our job to pretty much set the limits and say the things and tell kids how it's supposed to be until they, you know, enter kindergarten. Mm-hmm. But you're suggesting maybe sooner. Well, right. And that's where even visual aids like a feelings poster can help parents. It's like, I bet you have some really big feelings. Let's figure out all the the things that, that might be underneath mm. those. And actually, you know, the one of the products that we're going to offer is that anger ebook to parents. And in that anger ebook, there's a paper plate activity where we help kids draw out different emotions on paper plates yep. and talk about how anger often covers up mm. those other less powerful emotions of hurt feelings or insecurity or anxiety love that exercise did it with my kids and it what we they still remember it yeah yep yeah i've had other parents just say that was so defining in terms of helping kids understand our big anger is Mm -hmm. usually a cover-up for something else that Mm -hmm. makes us feel Mm -hmm. less secure less powerful so a part of what i'm hearing between the lines here is that if we wait too long to help our kids learn to start having these conversations about how to put words to the things that are hard for them to put words to. Um, we build habits of them not putting words to things, and then it's harder to do that training later on. Absolutely. So if you have a, a teenager and they are just saying explosive, hurtful words, there's a lot of ground to recover yeah. of building in a feelings language, building in the, just even the message of it's safe to have difficult yeah. feelings in our family. Whether the kids are six or 16 mm-hmm. or 26, is mm-hmm. it too late? It's mm-hmm. never too late. And the yeah. older kids are, the more clearly they notice and, and can remember when parents make shifts in their parenting. And they'll see, wow, mom and dad are really doing this differently. If you make major challenge changes when your kids are three years old, then they're not going to necessarily notice what happened and remember it. But when you make a major change mm, with a, with a teenager, yeah. they go, they're really trying. They're mm-hmm. really working it. That's right. Yeah. I can remember the day that on our chalkboard wall in our great room, I wrote down all the emotion words. And my kids weren't super small. They were... They were Older elementary. Mm-hmm. I knew we needed to learn the language of emotion, and yeah. we hadn't done well. I love that phrase. I knew we needed to learn the language of emotions. It's one of the best gifts we can give mm-hmm. our kids. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't come easy for all of us, and Mm-mm. we can just submit that and say it. So we've learned so much good information today. I'm wondering if, Lynn, I know I've seen the two of you both quite a few times do role plays, and it's something we like here at Connected Families. I wonder if you could do a little role play on this topic and play it out for people who are listening. Yeah, we can do that. Lynn, why don't you set it up? Okay, so you're seven years old, and you struggle with homework and really hate it, and you really love playing with your friends, Mm -hmm. but when you do, you go out and you're gone. And so we have a rule that you have to do homework before you can go out, and you hate that. Mom, I want to go out and play with my friends. I know you do, honey, but it's homework time and you can go after you're done. That's how it is. Mom, I hate that rule. I think it's stupid. I hate you. You're always giving me rules. I can see that you're really upset right now and that you have some big feelings about that. I want to go outside and play with my friends now. You're going to let me. 
Uh, well, no, I won't be able to let you because that's not a rule and we have good reasons for it, but you're really, really mad right yes, now. Yes, I am. It's I really hard and school is overwhelming yes, and discouraging sometimes. I hate this math. I don't know how to do it. I know. It's hard. Mom, you do it with me. Um, well, then who would learn how to do math? Oh, so. <laughs> Let's Mom, take a quick break and we can get back at it. But I think that you can, I, th I think that you're really discouraged and upset. Yes, and that's why you yes, said some of the hard yes, things. Yes, and playing with my friends will help me. Yeah. Well, that's what you can do after homework. Uh, but we'll talk, we'll talk later about some of those big words. Because you, you really had some strong feelings and they didn't come out so well. Whatever. <laughs> It introduces all sorts of new stuff, doesn't it? It's not a quick fix. No. But, and they're complicated. It's complicated with their kids. Yeah. You never know what's going to come out. But even in that role play, even in a studio, Lynn is responding the way she's responding. And I'm finding it hard to keep giving it the energy that I normally do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I'm still upset. and I still want to be with my friends. And I still feel discouraged about math. But I'm not hating her anymore. Right. Because she was on your side. You could feel that. Yeah. She was with you in that cage of math. <laughs> so that's sort of a practical starting place, right? We've got the Anger ebook to help parents out. We've got yeah. a bunch of different resources yeah. people can head yeah. toward to get more depth behind this. But Lynn, that's that's good experience you bring to this. It's mm -hmm. great. Yeah, this was a great conversation today, yeah. Lynn. I, you know, in summary, to me, that quick answer at the beginning when our child says these things like they hate us, there's really something else big going on underneath the yeah. surface that we need to pay attention to and take time to figure out what that yeah. is. Thank you for that. Thank you for being here with us today. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Connected Families podcast. We hope you got tips that you can use in your parenting today. Please subscribe and leave us a positive review so other families can find us and learn how to parent with peace and connection. We have a great free resource. It's an anger ebook designed to help you learn how to help your children manage their anger and emotions rather than just stop the behavior. You will also learn how to work on your own anger first so that you can respectfully and constructively help your children deal with their big emotions. Head to our show notes and follow the link to download our Helping Kids with Anger ebook to take steps towards peaceful parenting and connection today.